All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just after four o'clock, Jason Greger, Sean Brown, Connor Halley with you. The Greger Show coming to you live as always in the E-Well studio, your local electrical distributor. Adding a little electricity to the show all the time. And uh, you know what? Uh, having a great year in 2024. And uh, big thanks to uh, all of those who have supported them at Ewell, E-W-E-L dot C-A. Uh, we got a lot of texts coming in at 833-401-1440. The Edmonton Orders getting set to take on the Detroit Red Wings. Tonight, Sam Gagne is in for Matthias Janmark. Uh, they'll be on the fourth line. Gagne with Brown and uh, Ryan, the uh, top three lines remain the same. And uh, the D pairs will go back to kind of what they're normally uh, used to, deploying Nurse with CeCe, Ekholm and Bouchard, Kulak and DeHarnay. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings, uh, Alex Lyon. Uh, this will be his 16th in the last 17 games starting for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, he's gotten them back in the uh, playoff hunt as they are 10-2-2 in their last 14 games. They, they're a very fortuitous team when it comes to scoring. They don't get a lot of shots, but they score. So uh, the order's got to be on their toes tonight. Uh, Edmonton, of course, dominated Detroit, not on the scoreboard, but uh, in possession shots. Remember, it's 47-18. Line was unreal back in uh, in January in Detroit, and uh, the orders are hoping to have the uh, same type of game tonight. Uh, looks like uh, we will see, though, uh, Patty Kane in the line. He's always an entertaining guy, man. He's one of my favorite players to watch uh, in the game. Uh, lots of texts coming in. Hey, guys, really enjoyed that uh, interview. Um, curious, uh, what's the difference between an advisor and an agent? Good question. 
I think that's kind of how they changed it a little bit to get away from kids and opportunity for the whole NCAA, right? Yeah. And fees. And so I don't have a clear, probably not the best response. Well, or well, the, adv- clear. the advisor, you, you, you don't sign a contract. You're kind of in agreement that he will help you out when you're in the NCAA. And then when you turn pro, you usually do become the guy's agent and then you're getting a, a percentage is how it works, right? The advisor yeah. doesn't get paid, um, at all. And uh, now, and, and by the, for the record, NHL agents, while they have a contract, they don't get paid either until you sign an NHL contract. And then even then, let's say you sign it. Think about how many players are drafted. Lots of guys will sign an NHL entry level deal. And so they get about an $80,000 bonus each year for the first few years. Right. Uh, the agent will get about eh, 1.5 to 3% depending on the agency and who it is. And, uh, and then, that, and then you'll get a small percentage of, of your American League contract if you make it. But if you don't ever make it to the NHL, like, you know, and that's why some agencies, they go to say, Hey, we want to get lots of clients. Cause then in the hopes when they get a big one, well, that, that's what pays us for the rest of them kind of thing. Right. So, um, some agencies like bigger, I think some players prefer the, uh, the, as we call it, the boutique agency it's it's smaller uh sometimes they might have a little bit slighter higher fee a little bit more but you, you get more attention if that's what you like it all depends on the personality of the player i don't know if they would get a just because they're small they would have a a bigger fee i think the you, fee would you can be, have it because it's negotiable it's like, negotiable like, for like sure. i do know yeah. for sure like Connor mcdavid's because of the amount oh. of his he didn't have like get a lower fee yeah. Paying out for his than than other guys do, so it is negotiable for sure. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I've yeah. heard guys that pay a percentage. I've heard guys of you know giving a certain fee depending on how much they're making. Um, but yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's quite interesting, you know, thinking about the time that these agents do put in with these kids at a young age, and you know it is it is a handshake. There is no guarantee with it, and I've always kind of curious. There must be some type of math or an idea of what they're willing to put into it because kids now like there's almost an expectation now where they 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 give out sticks they give out skates equipment maybe help out with training they do quite a bit um you know all in the hopes that eventually this is going to come back to you so i i would love to know you know that number and i guess it would like anything it would probably depend on you know where the kid is at and how much potential he has. But, you know, these guys are putting in a lot of time and resources, uh, you know, in the hopes that they're going to make a percentage and they're going to make it to the NHL. And there's just no guarantee on that. Yeah, And there are some places, some agency will have a guy who works as an advisor. And then if the player turns pro, then he gets an agent who's not that same advisor. They're under the same umbrella. Oh, yeah. There's right? a feeder. They got yeah. the top guy, and exactly. then they got, like, five guys working yeah. under. Like, some of the advisors are just learning the, yeah. you know, they're under the advisor role, and yeah. so you learn that way. And, and even some agencies work the same way. So there's there's lots of different ways. Um, I'd always rec and, and I've said this for many years, somebody who's gone through it, sh- you should host seminars for parents because there's lots of parents out there who are unaware of What's right or wrong? What what will be shady? What won't be? What should I listen to? What shouldn't I listen to? And, and I think there'd be lots of parents that would love to have somebody, whether it's Sean Brown or whoever, and you host a seminar. You charge whatever the fee is. It's a few hours, and the parents come and they learn and understand what are the things to watch out for. I think it would be invaluable for lots of families. Hey, text me if you want it. I'll set it up. 
<laughs> I, I, I like, you know what? Because yeah. I, to be honest with you, I got into doing what I do just because I never had yeah. someone. I didn't, my dad didn't play pro hockey. He didn't, you know, he, he was just like the majority of dads that are out there that, you know, just put me into a sport and hope that I like it and kept me busy. And, um, you know, but when it came down to, you know, later on in my career, when I started to show signs that I had some potential, like we had no one to lean on. And I remember my parents going through, you know, the process of, you know, having agents come over and, and just, you know, looking at my dad's face and my mom and the questions and the stress. And they didn't know and we had, they didn't know how to handle it. And we had no one to talk to, yeah, to handle it. So for me, if I can, that's, I love helping out kids. I love helping families. I don't know a lot of the answers, but I know enough people to find out answers. But if that's something that interests you, reach out to me on uh, Twitter or whatever, social media. I'm not, I'll figure out a way to put something together and I'll find the guys and we can sit down and you can ask all those questions because I think it's important oh, right? because it is stressful. It is. And yeah. um, it, like you said, it would probably benefit a lot of people. Yeah. And like you said, like I think the biggest mistake sometimes is, is thinking you need the agent or the advisor before you do. Because well, an agent, that's what people need to understand. An agent does nothing if you're no good. You got to be a player. Yeah. Let's make, like I told when my son was going through it, he, it's exciting, right? And I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, right, like the agent actually works for you. You don't yes, work for the agent. 100%. Right? And mm-hmm. you need to understand that. But they're young, um, you know, and they don't have the experience. But yeah, I mean, if, if you don't have anything, if you're not a player, don't think that your agent is going to mysteriously or miraculously, miraculously get you something you don't deserve. You got to have something. Yeah. Ah, uh, for sure. Uh, a few more texts for uh, 14 coming in here on sports uh, 1440. Hey, uh, guys, I'm curious. I haven't watched much of Nick Dowd. How's his skating? Average? What do you think? Sonny in uh, Vancouver. Well, Sonny, I, I watch Nick Dowd. I think he's above average skater. Um, he's an extremely intelligent player. Uh, I'm telling you, you, you don't play as many minutes as he does as a fourth-line player against the other team's elite players and do well by being average. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Like, I, I think Nick Dowd, and I'll keep hammering the name, because when I look, the orders, to me, there's two holes in their team. The most glaring holes for me are a second-line right winger who can score, if they could find one. Now, may, maybe Corey Perry can, you know, drink from the fountain of youth one more time. I don't know. But I, I would actually, ar- I would argue that the, the need to get a better fourth line might be priority number one for this team. I think you could, you can, if you have to try Holloway for a few games there or Fogle or Corey Perry, somebody can get hot for a few games. I'm not like, ideally, yeah, it'd be great to get someone else, but I think they need, like, no offense to Derek Ryan. I'm not sold that Derek Ryan's your guy going to the play. You can't have Derek Ryan and Sam Gagne and Connor Brown as your fourth line. You'll get destroyed. They're, they're all small, right? Not, not overly physical. It doesn't work. You've, you've got to have some diversity, um, uh, on that line. So I, uh, um, you know, Nick Dowd, and, and the thing is, like, Nick Dowd is an elite checking center. He also kills penalties. And he also produced, he's got seven goals. He had 13 goals five on five last year. Right? Playing limited minutes, not on power play. Like, that is, he's a solid player. At the end of the day, I mean, the Oilers are going to need a couple guys. Someone's going to have to step up, and it happens every year on every team where someone plays above and beyond what maybe they were expected to play, right? Because you know Connor McDavid. You know the top guys are just going to do... They're going to do their the they're going to do their thing. The top guys are going to win, 
you know, are going to get them to where they need to go. But I look for a guy like Holloway, McLeod, Fogel, right? Some of those guys there are going to, they're going to have to step up. And more than likely, from what I've seen watching them, there's a, there's a really good chance that they're going to step up and put up some points. Um, they clearly, to me, those, those three guys look comfortable playing heavy, hard, in your face hockey and are going to probably be able to, ele- I, I see them elevating their game coming down the stretch. And, but I agree. I mean, nothing against Ryan, um, but you know, watching him and like watching not- that fourth line play against LA and some of the bigger teams, they're just not big enough size. Yeah. You know, it does matter and they got to be able, they got to get some meat. They got to get some guys that can get in there, wear them down, wear the opposing team down, eat up some minutes, tire them out. So that when the big guys get out there, they have a little bit, maybe changes up the matchup a little bit um, and wears the other team down. Yeah, like you you get a fourth line say, hey, if Derek Ryan then moves to the wing, you can have a different conversation there. But I just, when, when I'm looking at the fourth line center, I think that's a spot that they, they need to improve on. I don't I don't think there's there's much arguing there. I, I think that's an obvious area that they need to, uh, to work on to improve over the, uh, the next uh, 24 days. And uh, I firmly believe that the, uh, the organization feels that way and uh, I'd be surprised if they didn't make that move. Now, people always ask, well, why don't they just go get Nick Dowd right now? I, I think the there's a pretty hot market for Nick Dowd. There's lots of teams <laughs> that are yeah. going to want. I know people are like, oh, come on. He's, he's a very valuable player. And the other value that Nick Dowd will bring is he is so competent against the other team's elite players that you can give him one, maybe two shifts a period. And that will allow to free up McDavid from not having to take on the other team's elite guys. Now that's a bit, that's so it's the cumulative effect of what the, what a Nick Dowd could potentially do for your team. So, and a lot of, don't get me wrong, a lot of teams are going to be looking at it. I know people scoff, oh, first rounder. I'm like, all you got to do is look at, it's the most recent one because it's true. Barkley Goudreau fit a very specific role for what Tampa Bay needed. People freaked out when they signed him, but they won two cups. And Barkley Goudreau played a significant role. He wasn't the lead. Edmonton doesn't need a superstar, they got them. Right, but you need important pieces in your bottom six, and that's what Nick Dowd is. And that's one of the things that that matchup, you know, mixing up the defenseman and giving Darnay and some of the other guys some different looks and different matchups. It kind of gives them an idea because you know, going into the playoffs, they're going to be in the situation where they're not going to get a line change, or they're going to there's going to be a mismatch out there, and they need to understand, and those players need to understand that hey, I can handle this. Right, so to, to move those guys around to give them a, an opportunity to see a, a smart move. Hey guys, I think the problem with a lot of these agents is they do charge a premium. They target kids that don't have it, as Brownie said, and make promises that will create an opportunity for the next level for them, and make a million phone calls, etc., pumping up their player. I've seen it all the time. Coaching receive calls from these guys not doing it for the right reasons, ruining it for the good guys. Love the show from Ryan. All right, and a reminder to any parent out there, Brian Curran. If any advisor or agent wants you to pay them. Don't, and, and that's why I think it's very important for parents to educate themselves. There's tons of people. You, you have to know somebody, even in your minor hockey organization, that has went through. There's somebody out there. Uh, you know, one of my assistant coaches played pro hockey for 10 years. There's always someone in there that would be able to tell you, you know what? No, no, no. That like, Don't even listen to this guy. Because anybody who says, oh, you pay me and I'll find opportunities for your kids. Guess what? You can't pay. You can't buy opportunities. As much as people think, I'm going to pay all these camps and all this stuff. Guess what? Talent at the end of the day, you can't buy your way on a teams. It's just a fact. You can do it at U11 if you want. You want to pay in some traveling team? Great. 
But eventually, if you think your your son or daughter is going to make it, they're going to make it on their ability, not because some agent comes in and tells you that he, if you pay him money, he will find an opening for you. Your, your, your son or daughter will find that opening on their ability alone, and the advisors will help guide them is what they're there for. Don't, the minute, as Brian Curran says, any agent or advisor who wants to take your money, run. As you said, run. That's the advice from an agent or advisor. They, they should not be taking your money. Don't, anybody who asks, say, you got to pay me to do this, they're not good. That's just a fact. When we come back, uh, Jason Strudwick will uh, join us. The Gregor Show on Sports 1440, live in Owners Nation, YouTube, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 425, game day on Sports 1440. Jason Gregor, Sean Brown, Connor Halley. With you, uh, Edmonton Orders, of course, taking on the Detroit Red Wings. And it's time for uh, Struds On, brought to you by Action Electrical. And, uh, hey, countdown is on. You, you, you don't want to just waste $5,600. Who would ever want to do that? It's terrible money management, Right. So, what are we talking about? Well, the uh, federal government, at the end of February, the uh, $5,600 grant, it's been awarded to anybody who wants to get uh, solar on their residence, that just goes away. Done. So, use it. Don't don't waste it. Go to actionelectrical.net, and they can uh, help you out. The Jason Greger Show presents Struds On. So it's the memories. That's what you remember. Memories. Uh, there's a bouquet of uh, enjoyment coming in my mouth there. But you know, it's like I always say, HK, who cares? It's time for Struds On. Former uh, NHL defenseman, uh, co-host on uh, Got Your Back podcast, Jason uh, Strudwick joins us. Strudy, how you doing? Loving the weather, buddy. I think we might be if it's going to be a dry spring, but it's fun now. Oh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> hey, um, do you remember how old were you when you uh, you first got approached by an agent? And what did you know about the agent business at that time? Yeah, I never was approached. My dad had a call. <laughs> so so uh, I guess I would have been in grade 12. Uh, to make a long story short, I went to a summer camp for the owners after I was drafted. And, and they, sorry, after I wasn't drafted in my draft year. And I did pretty well, and they wanted to sign me. So my dad and I were both surprised. We had no idea what to do, so we called my cousin's parents, the Niedemeyers, and they're like, well, we have agents. You call them. So we called two of them. One answered. The other one didn't. And that became my agent for the next 20 years. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it seems a lot more complicated now. What was the best advice your agent ever gave you? Uh, I don't know. I, you know what? I think just, just the, well, saving, obviously, number one would be the saving. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, he, he said to me that, you know, I, I can't help you be a better player. I can help you get the right places. He really helped me with contracts. I really believe that, like, at times getting contracts. But he's like, I can't call, the, I can't call a team and get you to play more. You have to play well. Um, and I, I always, I believed in that. Like, I, we didn't have a, that type of relationship. I called him all the time to mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm not playing. I just try to play better. And yeah. or I do something to get in the lineup more, and I think that we've gotten way past that. Um, we're, we're we're really ways from that, and I I, I don't think that's right um, anymore. Did he call you after your shootout goal? 
No, I don't know. He didn't. You know, it is. I think everyone was so surprised they didn't know what to do. <laughs> but no, you know what? My age and I relationship—it's—it's—it was different. Our, ours was very business-like, and I—I and I, I really liked Donnie. Even Donnie, me as my yeah. agent, but we had—you um, know—we—we'd we, come through town, and once a year he'd take him out for dinner. Um, you know, once a year I'd kind of check to him, uh, and then you know we'd get maybe the odd call during the season. But I—I I didn't want that for my agent. I, I wanted to. I was my own guy. I just. That just how was I operated. I didn't. I didn't need him to advocate for me. Um, by the way, I was or wasn't playing. It yeah. was funny. I, Stratty, I was the same way. I mean, there, and I'm sure you played with guys. I played with guys that just they seemed to know everything that was going on in the league. And I'd be like, How do you know what's going on? And they'd be like, Well, I talked to my agent, this and that. And I was on a need to know basis. I, I did not, like you said, I, I would see him once a year. I get the token um, dinner and. You know, At he, Earl's, did you guys go to Earl's lots? Something tells me that Stratty was no. definitely an Earl's guy. He might have, well, I was no, in Ontario, paying. so it was Kelsey's he's for paying, me. So I made sure. Yeah, I, he was paying. I, I would get kid certificates <laughs> on the way out the door. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I was the same way. I mean, he didn't. I never had to talk. The only time I talked to him is if I really, really needed something. Other than that, I was just like, "Hey, leave me alone," and you know, I'll do my thing, you do your thing, and. And uh, I'll see you in the summertime. But, yeah, interesting. Well, there's only so much you can, like, I like an age, I think it can help you. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to perform or mm-hmm. deliver. Yes. Um, and I think they can be a sounding board. But I did, I know I played with guys who nearly every week or more frequently than that would talk to their agents. And I'd say, why? Like, what are you, what are you getting from these people? Like, what is he telling you that – you know, your coach or the teammates or your, or your parents can't tell you. And I, I think at times for some players, it was a crutch. I really believe that. I'm calling my agent. Well, for what? To yeah. play better. Try harder. Like yeah. I, and, and I know that's not fair for every one, Greg's, but I think that there is an element to that, that it does become a bit of a crutch. Oh, dude, I, I could totally see that. It would make a, a lot of sense. Um, let's get to the, uh, to the order study. And, you know, they're taking on Detroit. Uh, L.A., they, they played from behind. It was a rare night off. Their first line just wasn't very good. I, I, I don't know if I've seen McDavid. You know, he's kind of stick handling like, like Struddy in that game. Puck was bouncing all over the place. It was it was odd to see. But the uh, the one line that had a really good weekend, the Kane, Drysaddle, Perry line. Do you think Corey Perry would have enough gas in the tank to be a second liner come playoff time? Or is this just a, a nice uh, thing he's a placeholder until they can find a better option? Well, I'll say this. He was moved off the McLeod and Holloway line, and that line wasn't as effective without him on that line. And so, obviously, there's something that he's doing um, that makes a difference. Yeah. And what, what I think Corey Perry does, and, and I'll speak to a little bit more to the third line, Greg's, but I think you're right. That other second line was great. The third line was Fogel, McLeod, and Holloway. They're very fast, and they're, they can skate and shoot. But at times, I don't feel there's a lot of hockey plays being made. Fair. Right? It's just a horse race up the ice, and they're trying to get the puck to the net. But with Corey Perry, it, it feels like, you know, he's, he's, he's a, a wily vet. And he was always wily, right, his whole career. But he's going behind the net, getting the puck behind the net. Now the demon have to point their toes the wrong way. He's looking for someone to pass to, or he, the puck goes to the point, he's going to the front of the net. Like, just little hockey plays. And, and I think that he obviously upgrades the hockey IQ on any line and it becomes more of a functioning line that they actually create something rather than just the horse race game that, you know, a lot of times hockey's become. And, you know, to stretch a little further, Sam Gandhi does the same thing. Yeah. So if you ask me, I think, can Corey do it 
from now till game, whatever, 25 in the playoffs? I, I sure hope so. I, I But, I mean, that seems like a lot to ask a guy to play that many minutes. Yeah, fair. That many miles on him. But, you know, he does – he's clearly – it makes a difference when he's on the line what the line looks like, especially in the offensive zone. Not so much the neutral zone. But not offensive zone, Greg's and Brown. He makes a big difference. Stretty, was there anything in the Vegas game, Anaheim, you know, the the most recent one, L.A., that you liked in the Oilers game or you didn't like or you were looking to see? Because, you know, it's February. We're coming down the stretch. The intensity, each game's going to mean more. Each play's going to mean more. Was there anything that you liked or disliked in the game that were, you know, like I said, that you're looking for in the Oilers game for them to take another step and see some growth? so much growth over that last big run of chunk of games they won all those ones in a row it's it's kind of hard now it, they're gonna have it's gonna soften you know i i don't think you can keep well i know you can't keep a letter a letter a, a level of perfection for 82 games so there's gonna soften a little bit but this drop hasn't been a massive drop you know it hasn't been like a fall off the cliff they haven't scored maybe as much as they want the pk maybe is something i i'm I'm not worried about, but there's three goals in the last two games against on the PK, so something I think you have to keep an eye on. But there was always going to be a softening. There's always you know, a peak, then there's a bit of a down. You just hope that the down is in a massive valley. There's just like an average down, and then you can kind of level out, get yourself organized, finish a few more chances, and then you move on again. Yeah, that's what I talk about. Edmonton can't just give away all the great gains they made by winning three of ten. Something like that. They just, they just have to avoid that. Uh, you know, even if it's only five and five, which isn't great, at least it's five and five, right? And you're, you know what, uh, you're, you're not losing uh, a whole bunch uh, in that. Um, the, the coach tried uh, for two games and, and not even a full two games. It was only like a half a period, maybe a period for the Ekholm and Bouchard. And then they were back together. And it's basically CeCe and DeHarnay, uh, who switched positions. And some people are like, ah, it's a waste of time. Um, Stratty, you play the order is defense core. Maybe it's been the, the healthiest defense core in the NHL from la, the start of last season until now. Cody Cece's missed two games. That's it amongst their top guys, right? Because last year, Broberg and DeHarnay were kind of switching out in the, uh, that number six spot until they went to seven, uh, defensemen. Um, do, do you see any real harm in, in what the coaches did for those few games just to, to swap those two? I don't, you know, I, I don't. And I, you're a little bit different. There's only six of us, and there's really only five because you, you, there's, you're one of them. So you're looking around. You're like, hey, why? Well, I know how to play with how these guys play because it's very intimate. You think about on the bench, you're sitting there. There's, there's three other guys than you. So you can have a conversation. You're talking nearly, you know, a ton of the demon at one time. Whereas a forward, you can sit on the bench and not see another left winger for the whole game, you know, because you're, you're so spread out and they're complaining and bitching at each other all the time. <laughs> so the D is pretty, pretty, it's a much more intimate group of, of, of players. And I, I really like the D, obviously I'm biased. So, you know, you kind of know what you're getting when you're playing with each other. Now the subtleties you might not know. But I don't believe if someone's, you know, suggesting that they lost the games because they mixed it up, I don't believe it is. And, and the, big, the big portion of this for me is that Dayarnay and CeCe aren't that uh, different. They're pretty similar. They're more defensive-minded players. You know, Dayarnay's, you know, a little more physical. I don't know that there's a massive difference in puck handling or passing. So moving one off the line or the other one, I, I don't think it makes a big difference. And quite frankly, you're kind of trading apples for, for apples. It's not yeah. like you're bringing, uh, you know, Shattenkirk in instead of Dayarnay or something that's a really more offensive-minded player. 
so I don't think it was that much of a difference for, for the guys. He had a different look for a couple games, uh, but ultimately he goes back to what he knows, uh, he being the head coach. Struddy, what do you feel, <clears throat> you know, Ken Holland obviously has a ton of experience there, um, you know, and I think we all have the utmost confidence that he's going to make a deal or do something. If he doesn't make a deal or doesn't bring in a name, do you think that affects will affect the team or or the dynamic of the team or the mood of the team at all? Yeah, I mean, the, the guys, you know, you, you always feel like you want to add. You want to, you know, you want to say, okay, we're a pretty good team. Let's add another another piece. But it's got to be a piece that makes sense. You know, I remember when I was, I was playing at the Rangers, we brought in a guy named Christian Backman, and he was a fine defenseman. But I feel that it wasn't just him. It upset the routine of the back end, and it kind of threw us out, threw us out of whack a little bit. And so if you're going to bring in, it's got to be a specific piece that fits in a specific hole. Um, you know, you look at, again, not to keep praising him, but that home trade did exactly that. A specific piece was moved out to bring in a specific guy that filled a, a hole that was, there wasn't anyone there. So when you look around this team, there's a couple areas you'd like to upgrade. But A, what's the cost, short-term and long-term? And then what's the cost for ruining any kind of chemistry? Like the top line, I think you can identify that's pretty good. Then you got Kane and Leon, and then who's on that wing? Is it Perry? So maybe there's an area there. And then you get to the third and fourth line. I think those those are the areas you probably are, are, are much more flexible with. I don't know if we can say this is the third line or this is the fourth line because we haven't seen it consistently enough from those guys. So I think those are areas that I'd feel pretty comfortable going in and, and, and dropping someone in to, to, to make a difference. I think they need a fourth line center, Struds. And to me, it's Derek Ryan. If he's your fourth line right winger, I can live with it. But I, he, I don't think, I don't think he's is a playoff uh, bound uh, center at this stage of his career. And that's fair, you know. And I, I, I think that the size matters, you know. And, and people they don't like to hear that, but it does. You know, a little bit bigger body can lean on guys. If you play Vegas, you know, you look at the size of those D. When, let's assume everyone's healthy. You're not leaning on them when you're five nine or five ten. You know, they, they're they're looking for it. They, they they like that. They like that matchup. So now all of a sudden you find someone who's a little bit bigger, a little bit heavier, um, can lean on guys and, and wear them down because the fourth and third line aren't necessarily out there to score, but they're out there to grind and slow those guys down and make them suffer a little bit with their forecheck and energy. Um, so, you know, to look at the third line, you, you, they got to get in the offensive zone, but they need to have sustained offensive zone pressure. And when Perry is on that line, we saw a lot more than it was Vogel. So, what do you need to do? You gotta maybe you gotta find someone for that second line. They can now push Perry down to the third line, so that third line looks like it does. Then someone from the third line, either Holloway or Fogel, drops down to the fourth line. Then you add a new fourth line center, and now you've made quite a bit of change in your lineup with adding a fourth line center and a second line player. And your your lines are probably bigger and more robust and heavier to play against. Uh, lastly, Struds. Uh, Morgan Riley's suspension comes down at five games. Uh, what would you make of the whole sequence and uh, the, the uh, suspension? Well, I, I saw really great play for the K-Team Cannon. I, I got a kick out of that guy. I, I think he's he's funny. I mean, he would be annoying to play against. Like, there's no doubt about it. So he shoots a puck in there, and I, I love it. It's just you know a huge middle finger to Toronto when you're, you win the game for Ottawa. And Morgan Riley, to me, his reaction, that's a reaction of a player who never – usually deals with those kind of situations. Thank you. He had no idea what to react. He went in there and just cross-checked the guy. Everyone knows you hit it, let's say, the top edge of the shoulder. That's rising up to his head, and you're done. Mm -hmm. So 
and I'm not saying I was a clean player, but I went through, if I was going to cross-check him, I'm cross-checking down, kind of tricep down. That tricep, you you hit that, oh, mama, that's going to hurt. And then it goes down. And so, yeah, I'm probably getting a five-minute major, and I'll probably have to fight someone, but I'm not sitting out for five games. So his reaction is of somebody who has no idea what he's doing in those situations, and now his team's paying the price. Five games without your number one defenseman, uh, you know, who's on the power play now? Is it is it McCabe? You know, I, I don't know, but it's a big drop-off. And they could go one and four or two and three in this time. And not that they're out of the playoffs, but it sure makes their life a lot harder. So it was a, it was a, I like the intention behind Riley, but a dumb play by a guy who's inexperienced in dirty hockey. Yeah, to me, I had no, I don't mind the initial play, right? I like a little grease and sand, but we need a little animosity in hockey. I think it's better. But uh, Morgan Riley go in there and, and you're bang on threads. He, he kind of looked uncomfortable. Okay, what do I do here? Just drop your stick. But, like, people are trying to uh, – even when he cross-checked, we even cross-check him that hard. Right? Like, Ridley Gregg went down like it was shot. Like, let's make no mistake here. I, I'm kind of like, – I think it was worthy of two games. He's getting five, I think, because of all the the people talking about it. But the Brandon Gallagher, if we're talking hits to the head, which is what these both were, it's not even comparable on which one is more dangerous. Yeah, and it's surprising. Like, you know, it feels – you know, I think a lot of fans feel like the Leafs get the benefit of the doubt. They this don't. Is one where they're not. No, they're not this time. And I, I but I honestly, guys, it, it, his, he made a mistake. Like this is hurts his team. And there's people saying, oh, it's going to galvanize the team and all that. Like I, I get it. But it's not like you have three other demons that can jump up. Like, do they? They have one guy who's an, a, a, a lower end number one in Riley. Then after that, I think they have threes and down. So now everyone's moving up the old death chart for five games and that's going to be you can be as motivated as you want but there are some limitations to your skill at the end of the day his 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 overall cross check wasn't it's not like he even followed through i think he lost his bottom hand did he not i think if anything he was coming over there if that ridley Gregg had to have known that someone was coming i think he was expecting or hoping he was going to kind of turn around and maybe maybe they kind of grab each other a little bit of a noogie but you know it's yeah, it's, yeah it is unfortunate that you know, the Leafs and where they're at can't afford to lose a guy, um, their number one D-man. No, not ideal. Stratty, what happens tonight? I think the Oilers get it done. You know, I think that they find uh, a few more goals in the end of their sticks, and uh, they get it done. And I'm, I'm interested to see what Sam Gagne brings. He, he's, he's done nothing but produce in the, in the minutes he's been given. And he, he just he ups up the hockey IQ and just making plays. And playing with a guy that can make plays is just, it's incredible. And you're, you know, you feel a bit more motivated to make plays and get in the end, offensive end and just hang on the puck and make plays. And then Sam finds a way to get it to net or someone else does. So uh, let's look for a little bit more uh, offensive zone time for, for 89's line uh, tonight. Stratty, have a great one. We will uh, chat with you uh, next Tuesday. There you go. That's uh, Jason Strudwick joins us every Tuesday here on Sports 1440 Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook. We'll come back. We got uh, five questions, uh, spec DVD, and more on a busy Tuesday edition of the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Gregor Brown, Connor Halley with you on Sports 1440. Some uh, news. Oh, it's going to be a tough night for the Maple Leafs. So uh, Morgan Riley suspended five games, and now Mitch Marner and John Tavares are ill and uh, will not play tonight. So. That's uh, what's that like? Three of their top six guys out taking on the Blues, who are rolling tonight. So, see what happens. Uh, let's. We got lots more texts to get to eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. But first, 
Cinq questions. Five questions for uh, our uh, non-bilingual listeners. Brought to you by The Brick. We're at right now 60 Six zero percent off sofas when you buy the matching love cedar chair. Cause come on, you gotta have a matching. Who doesn't like that? Get it right now at the brick and thebrick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, guys. Question number one today for five questions. The oldest competition level going up a little bit. You got the Red Wings, Blues, and Stars, all playoff teams right now. How many points do you think they come away with this week? Gregor, go ahead. Well, these are three tough games, man, because, A, they don't have a lot of success in St. Louis or Dallas. Uh, I think they'll win tonight. And so I'll say four, and then they'll split. They'll, They'll find a way to win one of those two games, but I don't see them winning all three. I had four myself. I think that, uh, yeah, they're, they're tough. Um, like uh, Struddy said there, I, I think with Sam Gagne in the lineup and his grittiness and his veteran presence, I think he'll find a way to kind of get, uh, you know, whether he gets one or finds a way to be involved in one, um, we'll kind of get the boys going. Question number two, does Cal Pickard get a start in any of these games? I think so. I think, um, you know, I, I really feel like if he's going to be the guy going down the stretch, I think he needs to get into some games that, or a game that, um, you know, has a. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Has a ton of meaning to it and, and a tough opponent. So um, I, I, I can see him getting in a game. Just one? I'd say one, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I wrote it today. You, you have to... Um, now, would they wait until Arizona? Maybe it's possible, right? Because I actually outlined the whole remaining schedule 
for the orders. And I didn't have Pickard playing a game this week, but I haven't played in the Arizona game that I haven't played, uh, one of it on the Friday. So it depends. Do they want him to go a full 10 days between games or just a week? Cause if it's a week, then he might get the Dallas game, but that's a tough one to get. So, um, I think he might, I think he might not play this week, but he still would be on pace to play 12 of the final 34, which is what he needs to do. So Skinner only plays 57. Gregory, you touched on it quickly there. Morgan Riley gets the five-game suspension. Uh, is that what you thought we would see for the incident a couple nights ago? No, oh, 100%. Once they announced it, like, and everybody's, uh, everybody's all up in arms. The uh, the full outrage was reaching uh, peak levels uh, in regards to this. So uh, you knew he was going to get five, right? Like, he deserved two or three. He didn't deserve five. Yeah, I mean, I... I thought he was going to get something like five, just looking at the the past, some of the expansions and the stick work involved. Um, you know, it just that's just the way today's game is. Anytime I think you get a a cross check getting up into a guy's face, and then today's game is it's tough for you know it, it, five's good for me. Question number four for you guys: CFL free agency underway. Uh, this could be a hindsight question going into it. Was there a spot you think the team needed to focus on uh, trying to address some needs here? For the Elks. Well, they've needed a kick returner for a long, long time. So that's good. I think they went out, overspending in free agency isn't the way to win. How many free agents the Winnipeg Blue Bombers picked up here the last few years? It's the biggest, most overhyped thing every year. Fans get excited, and that's great. But name the teams who get grossly better because of free agency. Who? You end up overpaying for guys. Like, you look at uh, Hamilton and Winnipeg. Look how many guys that they said, hey, man, go knock your socks off because we don't want to pay what you're asking. So some other bottom feeder team pays for it because they got some extra space. Now they pay a DB 25, 40, whatever the number is, more than he's used to or more than he's worth. And guess what? Their team doesn't get any better. So I actually think it was wise that the Elks went out the one position they needed that's what they got. And they got one of the best, if not the best, kick returner in the game. So at least if you're going to go in free agency and if you get the best at a position, I can kind of understand it. So uh, I actually applaud them that they didn't go out and, and waste a lot of money on uh, on positions that rarely come back and uh, help you. Right? Wasn't it two years ago, Cons, the Elks were maybe the busiest <laughs> team in free agency? How'd that oh, yeah. work out? It doesn't work out, right? Because you're getting six or seven guys uh, on a team when you got that many starters in football and you're, the rest of your team isn't good. Well, who cares? You're not winning. So I think it was actually uh, astute spending by the green and gold. Gregor, I, I just, I got to be honest with everyone out there and yourself. I don't watch the Elks a ton, so I don't know a whole lot about them. Um, you know, I, what's the quarterback Ford? Well, no, they went out and got Bethel Thompson already. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. So yeah. I better not comment and say too much more. <laughs> we'll jump to the next question, and I'm sure you're uh, an expert on this one, Brownie. Uh, today is National Pancake Day. So in honor of that, let's just say hypothetical situation. You're treating yourself to, uh, let's just say, not the healthiest breakfast. Uh, what What's going to be on the plate? For me, the an unhealthy breakfast, would my favorite would probably be... Uh, Gee, that's a tough one. Maybe blueberry muffins. Uh, lately, actually, there's a really good spot. I think it's called the French 50 in Okotoks, and they got these cinnamon buns, homemade cinnamon buns. Ooh, they are so good. They are very, very good. So I've been bringing those back the last couple times I've been down there. But, you know, there's nothing better for me than uh, some nice fluffy blueberry pancakes, little some syrup, little uh, sprinkling of uh, ice and sugar. Ice and sugar. And, Oof. Yeah. 
Nice. Well, I'm definitely having bacon and sausage because then I like the syrup that I'm putting on my French toast that that, that spills oh. over the edges of the French toast onto your plate, and then it, you kind of have your sausage and bacon <laughs> that you can dip into the syrup. Oh, I'm definitely uh, having that for sure. And uh, I'm going to have a cinnamon bun from uh, Cinezeo. Right, you can warm it up. It's got the extra white icing on it. Like, oh my God, it's calorie overload, but so worth it. So, I get uh, we have those at our house uh, every Christmas morning. Uh, it's like honestly, like Christmas to me starts when I get to go to the mall on Christmas Eve to pick up the. Uh, now I don't have to anymore now that I work here, so I can just pick it up on the last day before I leave. But that's uh, I don't have cinnamon buns very often, but God, when I do, they're amazing with a coffee. Well, I don't drink coffee, but I'll take a, you know, oh, that's, you know what else? You don't I would drink have? coffee? No, no. What's wrong with you? I'm hyper enough. I don't need any more. Um, the other thing I have that I didn't, when I'm having a breakfast, that's not, I'm getting a good big glass of chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love the chocolate milk. You kidding me? And I, I have a lot of people like, geez, you're like a kid. I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with the kid at heart, baby? I love a chocolate milk. Not very often, but oh, when I, and, and usually when you go out for, for, for breakfast, it always comes in that, it basically they give you the kid glass, right? The tall plastic one. It's a little extra big. I'm like, perfect. I, I, I gave up my little secret there a while back that I'm lactose intolerant. So, um, you know, not I, I've gotten away from the milk, but I, I can't believe you don't like. How do you not like coffee? Like, I open my eyes. That's the first thing I think of. Oh no! You know what? I don't. The only thing I really drink in the morning ever is is water, and um, can't really have juice. It's too acidic and it bugs me. Or like yeah. apple juice, I find like I mean, God, why well, I got gut rot. So if I yeah. eat first, maybe I can have it. But yeah. I'm just a water guy in the morning. Yeah, and uh, coffee, the smell of it kind of revolts me. Really? I know people love it. I know yeah. tell people that. They're like, what? I love the smell of it. It's totally fine. But yeah. I don't know. I think maybe because I was a kid, my parents, like, they drank a lot of coffee. Yeah. They drank coffee and they smoked. And so, as you know what, I had to make the coffee every now and then. It was no big deal. And yeah. it's like the smell of it. And so maybe that's it. Or I associate coffee with smoking. Yeah. yeah. And I tried smoking once in grade yeah. six. Didn't go very well. Thank God. And uh, I've tried one sip of coffee <laughs> and I just, I hated it. Like, the taste, I'm just like, like, I don't even like mocha. I don't like anything like that. So no coffee. And that now at this point, I'm like, I'm kind of pot committed. Um, yeah. could I, like, I don't see how I could ever get myself to start drinking coffee. Cause the first one would be like, this is going down like a, uh, you know, like a brick with broken glass on the edge of it. Really? So it wouldn't be good. For well, me. if you have, I, I found kids. I felt like I needed the coffee when I, when we had kids. Oh, yeah. I felt like son, it just gave yeah. me the extra. He's 10 juice. now. He's past yeah, that. He doesn't, probably, yeah. he doesn't, I got to wake him up yeah. now. But what so. about, what about a double double? That's what got me going. It was yeah. like drinking so, yeah, a chocolate drink, bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're just drinking all. It's like, Hey, can I put three tablespoons of sugar in here? Man, this thing tastes awesome. So yeah, I don't know. Just not a, not a coffee guy. Like I see people do it. I will say like, I'm happy. I don't drink coffee. Cause I see the people who wait in line for a long time for coffee. And I'm just like, Phew. Yeah, it's a lot of that's a lot of time just in line, not for me. Good for you. No, I. You know what? I'm that guy that sits in line. Ah, oh, well, I, I don't think I pass a Tim Hortons without going. Do you ever just line. run in? Have you ever tried? You should time yourself next time. Okay, how? Look at how many cars are here. What if I just run in? Just time, just one. Do it as an experiment this week no. and let me know. I want I, you to I, time I, the next time you go in the drive-through. Yeah. Okay, I'm here. Start. Once I got my coffee, how long was it? And then the next time you pull in. Go inside. I want to see the difference. I've done that before. I've looked at the car. I've went in. I'm like, it's got to be faster if I go inside. And I'll look at the car that I would, would have been behind. And I go in there. And it's always that. There's more people, I find, working the drive through 
than when you actually go in there to get the coffee. I don't. That's at least what I find. I so I've learned to be like that guy that just waits in that line. But oh, that's at Tim Hortons over by. Yeah. Well, there you go. Big uh, big T uh, T H fan. That's about all. I, I I can't. I don't have the money for uh, Starbucks. That's the, <laughs> that's the, is it that much more expensive? Oh, it's yeah. It's, I, I don't oh. know how people do it. I can't. Well, I see some people they drink like they're caught, but then they got all this like whipped cream and everything. It's like yeah. now you're just you know, Lalitha Taylor. We had her on as our nutrition show. He said, "Don't want to drink your calories because you yeah. don't really get the same satisfaction." That's and true. That's always stuck with me. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? I don't drink pop, but I eat a lot of sweets, baby. I just I can't afford the like a coffee there or like one of the fancy drinks is like five five bucks at least. Because the odd time I'll treat myself to a, a low fat chai. Hmm. All right. A low fat chai. <laughs> <laughs> Cons, are you a coffee guy? Yeah, I'm a I'm a coffee guy for sure. Similar to to Brownie, go for the the McDonald's double double. Occasionally the iced coffee. So, but do you guys make coffee at home? I do. Yeah, I have a Keurig I use. I I like to go out. The first thing I'd like to do is like I get up. I, as soon as I open okay, up well, my well, eyes, I'm you out. just get out of the house just to go get a coffee. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I I love. It. I like to have my coffee oh. by myself before everyone's up. Oh, wow. Then my wife will call me and she'd be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I'll be like, "Home. I'll be home in two minutes." Yeah. So you just and you said so you you just sit in your car. I sit in my truck and just enjoy God. peace, quiet. <laughs> truck is sit in the same spot. This is unbelievable. Love it. This is unbelievable. We're learning lots here today. You wearing? Uh, you do this in the summertime too? All the time. I don't like to have a coffee around. How people. far is the Tim's from your house? <laughs> it's like two seconds up the road. So can you walk there? No, no, I, no. Oh. No. Could you ride, I, I, could you I ride sit, a bike there? I want to sit in my truck. Oh. I want to sit in my truck. I want Hey, because I got the two-hour oh. time change, so I can yeah. call people back home. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I can get up early, and it's, you oh, know, if I get up right. at 6, it's 8 back home. Yeah, but do you ever ride your bike there and then just no. sit on the picnic table? No. No? no. Okay. Huh. Well, you're in pretty good shape, so I'll excuse oh. that. That's fine. Brownie, have yourself a great day. Enjoy uh, your coffee and uh, your special chips. Yeah, I see you got yeah, that. Just cash it in. A lot of people were texting the show. They were watching saying, where'd Brownie get that Stingers hat from? It's pretty, uh, yeah. it's a pretty sweet lid. It's a nice hat. Fits nice, too. Yeah. So well, we got that actually from the Stingers. Yeah. Much appreciated. Nice logo. When Brody Clark came in studio, he delivered it. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Well, that, hey, buddy, the Stingers are great atmosphere. I'm looking forward to the games this year. It's nice. Let's get to uh, the con man, a sports 1440 update brought to you by Booster Juice, baby. And hey. It is February, so you get rewarded just for being you and having a name. And today's people will get a free drink if you stop in at Booster Juice. Today, Natalie and Raul. Natalie, Raul, guess what? Stop in at Booster Juice. You get a free beverage today. Or download the rewards app and find out if you're next. Here's Connor Allen. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.